Hello ladies and gentlemen. Uh welcome back to our podcast. Uh this is Two Cents on Thursday and uh, on the other side of the planet is Harsha and on this side is Vishal. And when I say ladies and gentlemen, I am referring to the 15 people who actually watched uh, Social Dilemma last week on Netflix. And uh welcome back. So Harsha, what's up? How are you? I'm good. I'm good. How you been? Yeah, I've been uh, stoked. Uh, we missed out on the last week, but then there is plenty to talk about. Like this week, don't we have? I think uh, an Apple event. Yeah, we have the Apple event to talk about. So yeah, uh, it was appropriately called the uh, time flies event for how many reasons? Three main reasons, I guess. Uh, it was mostly about the Apple Watch, yeah. and it was also about uh, how uh, the iPad is like. grown in the last 10 years and uh, uh mostly what uh, apple will be giving us in the future so yeah the apple watch there is a new apple watch in town and um, it's the series 6 if you look at the apple watch it looks like the same i mean there's nothing that is great to talk about the looks but then what they've done to the apple watch is like see like just like the ipad there's no other competition for the apple watch in the you know in the other ecosystem the android ecosystem if there is one that is uh it's it's effectively become a uh, something more than a watch uh because they concentrate on it on on the you know health facility or how it monitors a human body it tracks all your activities properly and uh, it, it it's been doing that for the last uh, five iterations or so uh with the series 6 it's pushing that on all up because if you if you've noticed uh they've introduced a bunch of features from the heart rate monitor from the uh cardiograph that it was brought in from in the series 5 and now it it is able to detect this blood oxygen level uh, in a really funky way i think in a really smart way uh so this is this uses infrared right lights i believe like it basically like shoots a beam of infrared right uh, underneath i mean to your skin and um it picks up these reflections from the blood stream and based on the color of your blood it's able to take that data and uh, calculate the amount of oxygen there is now the smart thing is it's it's really a good thing at this particular time because uh you know amidst the spread of covid and flu and what not uh it's really good to keep track of your uh, blood oxygen levels because uh it indirectly is Uh, a function of your you know uh, how your lungs are functioning you know how your respiratory uh, systems is like doing really well so that's a good thing uh, and the best thing is like these guys never claimed like you know it's they're not using this as a marketing term like most of the other medical firms are doing right now so kudos to that yeah so uh, that that's very true uh, what you mentioned about the apple watch uh, it's the thing is they call it as a wellness uh, device and not actually something that is um, accurately uh, used to you know um, detect early symptoms of this current virus that we have uh, that we're all facing so apple has made it very clear that it it is only able to amount, measure the amount of oxygen in your blood and it uh, there's still research being done to actually see if it's helpful in detecting those early uh, stress symptoms that come with something like uh, you know the 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 coronavirus but also the fact that uh, it is helpful because if you are an athlete or if you like doing trail runs if you go on high elevations 
um, making sure that you have enough oxygen is actually a very useful uh, metric for those kind of athletes. So the inclusion of that in the series six, I think is, um, it's a good one. And I, I'm, I'm just thinking like, what other sensors can you include in a watch? Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a good iteration. Um, but along with the series six, Apple also launched the Apple watch SE. Now, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, it was, uh, it, I think it was like in the pipeline for some time, considering that they are getting SE versions of their phone and, uh, uh, I mean, if you look at the iPad 7th gen and like the new 8th gen that is like out, it's basically the old iPad shell with an updated ha- hardware. So that can be the SE in that lineup and a watch SE was supposed to come out anytime. So yeah, it does get the prices like really low, uh, $399, I guess. It starts at $399 and uh, uh if you look at what Apple is doing, they have brought out this niche feature where uh, you don't have to necessarily have an iPhone or an iPad or an iOS device, yet you can own an Apple Watch and you can give it to members in the family and you can attach that watch to your iOS device, uh, say your iPhone. Uh, this is basically Apple targeting a new audience, a new market, kids in general. And uh, you wouldn't want your kid to have a $599 watch. So bring down the price, you give them the SE, uh, the watch SE. Yeah. So I think that's what Apple is doing. Uh, just kind of have a product in different price ranges. Yeah. And also I think what's interesting is that uh, with the Apple Watch SE uh, and it's the fact that it's targeting mainly kids, they are trying to sort of move away from the fact that you need an iPhone to use an Apple Watch. Uh, the Apple Watch on its own can be a device that can be used uh, to make calls and to, you know, uh, send text messages and so on. So basically, um, you know, it's, it's a good device to have by itself. And especially for kids, um, you know, you don't want them to have a phone at a very young age. So I think this is a logical step in, in that direction. Uh, but as we, as we discussed in our, uh, texts, it's, it's, uh, bringing people into the ecosystem at a very young age. And uh, I think that's a very, uh, I don't know what to, what to say about that. It's just like luring the, uh, luring the fish with, you know, uh, bait. So that's what they're doing. Like most of us are pretty well aware that once you go, you know, once you have a product from the Apple portfolio, you will want to have all their other products because that's how they're designed to work. Like they, they like better the whole experience. And yeah, you start giving your kid that sort of, uh, you, you give that inception, like that initial idea that you can start this out. It'll pan out really well. So yeah, it's another marketing trick that you guys can actually learn. Uh, and if you look at this, they've sort of spread it out like well for their, uh, how do I put it? Uh, for their subscription models too, because Apple is like getting out its like Apple one subscription model where you can pay a sum and then you know get a bunch of their services like cloud and uh, news and uh, apple tv and whatnot all their subscription model for a for a comparatively you know smaller amount so even though you don't want those services i'm just saying uh, netflix is better so uh (laughs) so even though you don't want it so because you can have it for the other members of the family uh that's what apple is doing making you buy stuff that you don't want but uh it's a really good model 
you can learn from it though yeah and i mean the fact that apple is slowly moving away from being a hardware company to being a software or a services provider i think is a is a direction i never saw coming and the uh, with the with the launch of apple 1 which is uh, about to come out uh, by the end of this year i think um you know apple uh, users will have news uh, apple music then you have apple fitness plus which is something we need to talk about i found that super interesting um apple tv plus and you know all the kinds of subscription that apple provides under one bundle at a price um you know that can be shared uh, uh, in a family or as an individual i think that's a really clever move and it keeps people in the ecosystem and you know it makes it even harder for anyone to switch from i uh, apple to android yeah so uh, about the fitness plus uh, you know apple has already had this app this fitness app and it kind of keeps track of some of your activities uh, but uh, them extending this as a service again is is a is a really awesome move particularly at a time when most of you like most of us are actually stuck at home and cannot move around in or hit the gym or go for a walk or go for a jog so is the right time to get a launch a product or service like this and uh, it's using the apple watch as a as a tracking device and uh, it tracks all your activities and kind of bundles them up and gives it to your iphone or your ios device and you can basically like keep track of it and uh, you know get inputs from your coaches your virtual coaches when you think about apple fitness plus and the only competitor that i think they have in this space is peloton now peloton became popular because they have these uh, live classes that people can take part in on their peloton bikes or their peloton uh, treadmills and follow along right and that sense of like uh, community and sort of working out together is what made it super popular now with apple fitness plus they've ha- it's it's more like just having video workouts on your tv or on your phone or on any screen of your choice but what i think is really amazing is that it uses data from your apple watch and then puts it up on the screen as you're working out so it almost gives you the same feel of like you know this workout is meant for me this trainer that i'm watching on my screen is is there just for me so it kind of adds that uh, layer to it and peloton stock definitely took a a a dip when apple announced its fitness plus um service uh but what what do you think in the long term do you think that you know uh this is a service that people would uh, want to have uh so, something like that is offered here is uh, i can think of as goki and uh, what goki does is it does it hooks you up with like health experts and uh, dietitians and all that stuff and they keep you can have a virtual conversation with them but what what fitness plus is doing is like it, it instantly relays your data and yeah it kind of motivates you to keep working out so uh, yeah like off the right of the start i think fitness plus is somewhere ahead other than the competition so uh, knowing apple they will obviously like work on their uh, work they have always worked on anything that they have launched they have not like dropped it like their their success rate with anything that they have launched is like really high So yeah this this will definitely like turn out a lot more money than I think Apple TV Plus because this feels more original than Apple TV Plus mm, you get me so yeah, yeah this will this will do really well 
Yeah, man. I only, I only wish such integration existed in Android. So, for example, if Fitbit collaborated with uh, Google and, you know, you could sort of stream workouts using a Chromecast and then have your Fitbit data uh, be available on the screen, I think that would be a great integration. Uh, but because Apple has such uh, deep control over its hardware and its software, it's able to pull this off. Um, so, yeah, that's the, I think, the advantage of building a platform and an ecosystem with your products and services. Um, so, yeah, great. Uh, that I mean, for me, that was definitely the standout feature uh, in the whole presentation. But when it comes to software, when it comes to software, let me let me just specify that because <laughs> what came next is, man, I think now your decision to buy an iPad is completely <laughs> changed. Yeah, like before, before I, I get there, like uh, I, I'd like to point out one thing that uh, will ship with this Apple Watch Series 6 mm. is that this won't have a brick. So mm. they're yep. throwing out the charging brick. Yeah. yeah uh, and they're just giving you that tiny plate to charge your device, but they're not giving you the brick, which means uh, <laughs> you can definitely expect not having a power brick for your iPhone 12. Okay, so they're doing it because of, well, sustainability and you know uh having to recycle the same old power bricks that are not like changed that that haven't changed in like ages which is a good thing uh, which is a good thing i think mm. for the planet so and also for themselves because they don't have to sell you something and uh, they can like charge less because it weighs less and you know all that stuff they'll make more money but uh, they'll make they, they they'll make us believe that we are like saving the planet and stuff which is a good thing I think I don't know. <laughs> so, so yeah, and, and they they make you believe in such a such a nice way. Like their visuals and their graphics are just so nice, and you're like, oh yeah, I think I'm saving and I'm I'm doing good for the planet. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And after after yes, after this this whole uh, uh, Apple Watch uh, drama, uh, the iPad. Uh, so they finally updated their iPad Air and. Uh, Boy, oh boy, it looks good. So, <laughs> so they're kind of matching with their whole color scheme of, you know, having like seven different shades for the uh, for the watch styles and the Apple Watch themselves having like six different shades here uh, for the uh, for the new iPad Air. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's got the liquid uh, retina display and it's got the, it's got, it, it, it uses, you can use the latest Apple Pencil, the Apple Pencil 2 with it. And yeah. Uh, it starts at 549 and uh, damn, it looks so good. <laughs> like the iPad is the only exactly. product. It's the only product that, that, uh, that is there in its market. So there's no competition that it's got. So Apple is like flexing its muscles here and not in terms of just that hardware, uh, but like even what goes inside that. Uh, so if, if you look at the Apple watch itself, it, the S2 chip on it is based of the A12 processor. So, mm. just a CPU alone, okay, just for, for the computing power alone. And uh, if you look at the previous uh, A12Z Pros Bionic chip that went into the uh, iPad Pro, uh, that was their fastest uh, or the second fastest. Uh, the A13 on the iPhone 11 Pro is like the, their like fastest and uh, right now, Apple has put its like latest chip, the A14 Bionic chip, inside the iPad Air. Okay. Uh, now, marketing terms and like all that gibberish around, uh, 
this is like probably uh, this is the prob yeah this is probably the first five nanometer chip in uh in a consumer product i'm not yeah. sure yeah and uh, so so for people who are like wondering what is so radical about this it's basically like the the process not as smaller the process not gets the the lesser space it will take uh, for you to place a transistor b- between like next to each other so apple claims that it's able to like uh, put around 11.8 billion transistors in this chip uh, which is a wow. which is a lot so uh, the best thing is like uh, you know when it's like really close you can you can like like pass current like really fast it takes less time uh because of this it's able to open and close the gates like really really fast and the whole the whole device will perform better basically like uh moore's law yes yeah uh it's basically that uh now manufacturers will throw this term all over the place okay uh you can't you can't have the same kind of uh, analogy for, analogy for a, for an x86 chip like what your intel processors are like based off your like computer chips this is an arm based chip and like where what apple has been doing in this domain like no other company has been doing it like they're like literally flexing and telling the other the competition that you know you guys are like i don't know probably like 5 years behind us but still we'll do it anyway <laughs> we still go there so they put their latest and greatest chip in the uh, ipad air and uh, it makes the ipad air all the more interesting even even more than even more interesting than ipad pro at the moment so yeah uh where to go apple exactly <laughs> exactly man and I, i i definitely think that with the ipad air they have sabotaged their own device which is the ipad pro because the only difference between this new ipad air and the ipad pro is the inclusion of a face id camera sensor the 120 hertz refresh rate screen and then you have the lidar cameras at the back and I can live without these three. <laughs> exactly. It's not like it's not like uh well once you get to notice the uh, 120 refresh rate there's no going back. But mm, that is true. Yeah. yeah. But you don't have to get used to it. Like, you don't have to notice it. So <laughs> you can you can stay away from that uh, sort of devices. Also I mm-hmm. I love the fact that Apple is finally able to incorporate a fingerprint sensor on its lock button, you know, your uh lock switch. So uh it's taken them a while but it's okay uh and uh, hopefully we might see this uh being included in the uh, iPhone well maybe yeah i don't know possible possible, possible. Yeah. i mean either they can stick with their face id or if they want to include a fingerprint sensor and get rid of the bezels or you know the camera notch they would have to do an in in you know under the un- what's that in screen in screen uh, fingerprint sensor which i'm not sure if apple would be willing to go in that direction so yeah it may be something that we see in the upcoming iphone 12 yeah but one thing that i wish that iphone 12 has and something that i, I the ipad air has is usb c exactly like man. exactly <laughs> like every time they talk about the usb c uh, thunderbolt port uh, they always mention like how fast it is when it comes to data mm. transfer and how fast it is to charge your device but like they just skip that whole part on every iphone presentation on every <laughs> iphone presentation they don't they don't like mention how fast lightning is because it's not yeah <laughs> it's definitely not um but yeah uh the fact that this ipad air uh with its 5 nanometer processor i think it's going to last 
for years to come because I, Apple in general with their software is known for making sure they support devices way back. The latest iOS 14 and the iPad, um, iOS 14 supports phones as, as far back as the iPhone 6s. I think that shows that, you know, people who want to get an iPad, like there's no better time to get one than now. Yeah, like the software support for their devices, like uh, uh, five years, I guess, which when you compare it with Android, if you'll be lucky if you get it for three years. So mm. yeah, that is definitely that longevity is one thing that Apple has been like really, uh, really good at. Uh, okay, enough of the Apple event. Uh, there's something that happened before the Apple event. And uh, I think Microsoft kind of pulled uh, out their curtains um, for their uh, upcoming Xbox consoles. Uh, there are two, apparently. The Xbox One, uh, the Xbox Series S and the Xbox Series X. Uh, we all knew about the Xbox Series X, the big daddy, uh, which is which will compete against the PS5. But uh, the shocker here is the uh, Series S, the uh, small, Series small or, or whatever. Um, okay, it looks like if, uh, if Dieter Rams was uh, still alive... Uh, and he had to design an Xbox, the Series S would, would look exactly like this. So it looks clean. Uh, it looks like um, it's got a speaker grill uh, and that's it. Uh, but the most interesting part about this whole device is, is how much it retails for. It retails for 299 bucks, like 299 USD. And you can play uh, games at like 144p uh, at minimum of 60 fps okay it doesn't push the boundaries for 4k gaming but 144p at minimum of 60 XP, uh, fps on all AAA titles that is that is the promise that xbox and microsoft is like assuring with the series s now uh if you look at the series s the internals of the series s it's almost the same from the cpu uh to the uh, to the internals, the RAM the the RAM might be like a little bit less, and it doesn't use a faster RAM than the Series X. And the graphics processor, it's not the same, but still, what they want to give you is that uh, in terms of just performance, it should be up there. You should be able to play uh, how the Xbox Series X plays 4K games. That's it. So I think like nobody expected this and uh, we'll have to wait and watch how Sony prices their PS5. Uh, that we'll probably know when. Uh, so as we are recording this, which is a day before it comes out on the 16th of September, that's when the the PlayStation event is uh, scheduled. So obviously because we wanted to have time you know, to put this episode out, we didn't include that, but we'll be sure to talk about it in our next episode. Um, so yeah, if you have any questions or things you want us to cover in that, let us know. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's gonna, it's gonna be announced today. Uh, and I'll be keeping an eye out for that, uh, because $299 for the Xbox Series S is a really great price. Uh, but do you think that, um, you know, the PS5 digital only edition would be priced similar to that of the Xbox Series S, or do you think it's going to be, you know, different not at all. I think it'll, it'll somewhere hit the 499 margin. <laughs> and mm. uh, I, it'll be close to the... It'll be in between. But then I, I am... 
I am betting that it'll, it'll be somewhere around like the 450 to 499 margin. And this the uh, the Xbox the PS5 will be around like 450 and maybe the um, Xbox Series X will cost more equal to the uh, you know the Blu-ray version of the PS5. So mm. so yeah that's that's the thing. Uh the reason why you know the Xbox Series X prices are not announced is because you know, it is announced. Xbox yeah. Series X is going to cost 499 which and the Series S is 299. So the PlayStation 5 and you know both both the the disc version and the digital version would be priced similar to Xbox Series S X is what you're saying, right? Yeah, the 499 one. it'll be very close mm. to that margin so yeah yeah um also what's what's uh what's interesting and what happened uh in in the last two weeks is that um microsoft didn't plan on announcing the prices for the xbox series x and the series s they were leaked so they had to scramble and you know make the announcement which only prompted sony to push and uh, announce an event to announce their prices as well. So and uh, there have been some videos on YouTube about the you know the 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 form factor of the device. So how the C, the series S and the series X uh will be in in you know as as a prototype device. And if you look at the series S, it is like really small like and and when you look at the specs and the power it packs, it's just incredible. I don't know how they managed to do that. <laughs> Yeah, you should probably check it out. And uh, if you guys like uh, are into how uh, like these things are designed, uh, you should follow like Dieter Rams from Brown, and uh, he's uh, he, he's he's dead right now. But he laid out the founding principles of like de- designing compact devices. So it's very similar to that. And a lot of people are actually like mentioning this too. Uh, and um, like. the most interesting thing about this the series s is like how it manages cooling like uh, until until now uh, until like what we've seen in the series x it's it's all vertical cooling right it's like from the bottom hot air suck it out and push it out so like this is the fan has been integrated side yeah you can place it like you know uh, like a tower or like one more or flat on a tv stand but the way is like how it spreads the heat so there's this really good explanation video that we'll probably link it and by vacuum monis or someone uh you, sh- you guys should check it out so that is like really nice and uh, i think that's all for this week do we have anything else no i think that's all for this week yeah uh. so if you guys haven't watched it yet i think you should watch social dilemma Uh, oh yeah this is actually this is actually something that i wa- was thinking about like maybe from now on at the end of um, every episode yeah. we can give recommendations like one each oh. where you give recommendations to our audience and then i give mine so it can be something for people to you know it can be anything uh something that you know, something to read something to listen something to watch can be anything so so i think yeah go ahead i think your recommendation is <laughs> Yeah so you guys should definitely watch this uh documentary uh actually a fusion documentary uh on Netflix it's called uh, Social Dilemma and uh, it kind of talks about like how social media uh works and uh how uh there are a lot of uh it's mostly stuff that we know but still we tend to ignore 
yeah it it's how uh, they're purposefully made addictive how they purposefully made to be made uh, to be made like you know used more uh, so how everybody uh, on in an office sits and thinks how to get your attention so it talks about that and and uh, how uh, fake news works you remember we we spoke about uh, pizza gate on one of our episodes and how that mm. led to a decrease in uh, a number of voters in a particular region they they actually mentioned that so similarly there are like how uh, they talk about how like facebook and twitter has a you know uh, sort of monopoly over like generating this fake news and like keeping it going it also spoke about why uh, we have uh, flat earthers existing uh, in in like huge numbers these days so yeah uh that was like really interesting and uh, the most interesting part here is like it spoke about everything that is like really addictive on on the internet like facebook twitter and i am watching this on my uh, netflix so yeah i couldn't help but associate everything that they have told to netflix so which is like super <laughs> super funny so uh, yeah uh, so you can watch it like uh, how i watched it <laughs> Nice, nice. That's I mean that's definitely uh, on my watch list, and I'm probably gonna watch it tonight. Um, so my recommendation for this week would be for you guys to check out this podcast called Business Casual. So it's a podcast which you know each episode is around thirty to forty minutes. But what's in super interesting is uh, the stories that they cover, and especially regarding how business during this pandemic has been for different companies. um you know companies in the food delivery biz- uh, business there's education there's entertainment and how each of these companies have sort of grappled with the ongoing pandemic so i think uh, there are some really good episodes and you know you understand a lot more from the founders themselves about the the challenges that they are facing during these times so that i found was really interesting and if you're looking for anything a uh, per- episode in particular I would recommend that you start by watching uh what's ne- next for Netflix. Now obviously uh, people know that Netflix has seen a tremendous uh increase in usage over the course of this pandemic but knowing how basically Netflix got to where it is now and how you know they plan to continue with this growth is something that I found super interesting. So I'd suggest you guys give that episode a listen. um and yeah with that we come to the end of this week's episode uh any any last points you want to add there vishal no nothing i think we just keep it simple and uh yeah that's it <laughs> all right uh do check out our show notes um and yeah we'll see you again next week wear a mask and stay safe people bye bye